0: The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack? If backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Hmm. Everything they make is backed by their scarce lifetime guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GORUCK's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans.
1: The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear
0: and events. And a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. <laughs> Getting the band back together.
1: We just need a uh, yeah. We're we're
0: here. Yeah. No, I don't. That's a quote from a movie, and it's actually. Uh, it's if it's not before my time, I certainly shouldn't have been watching it.
2: Oh, but either it's of you. Astic movie.
0: I I was gonna say I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if neither of you could place that quote. But if either of you could, I would think it would be Chris.
2: Yes it's the Blues Brothers.
0: It is the Blues Brothers. Never seen it. Fantastic
2: movie. Oh my gosh! Musicians, cars crashing.
0: You know what's funny is when you haven't seen it for a long time, you forget that there's a lot of language in the movie, (laughs) like a lot of language. Well, the
2: the first time I watched that movie, like it was on like TNT or something, Mm. and I thought, "Oh, great movie!" And then I rented it, and I was like, (laughs) "Oh." <laughs>
1: you're like little child's right there and you're like, Oh, okay, well now she knows those words.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You hey, just increase in the old vocabulary. Well this is, of course, the silence of a podcast. We are a better than average podcast.
1: But just some days exceptionally more so. <laughs> uh, each week we like to get together and talk about whatever's
0: going on in the world that interests us And we invite you to join us More often than not, we invite a guest to come along with us And this week we have uh, the one, the only You may know him You may know him or you as, might the, not. as the bass player from the Acclaim <laughs> But we have <laughs> the one and only Christopher Arroyo Welcome sir
2: well, hey, long-time listener, first-time
1: caller.
0: Look hey. at you—that's real. Yeah, we tried to make this happen uh, once or twice before, as yeah, tends to be the time. case. But uh, so, but we're we're here now, and that's what's important. So now, uh, as is the case with most, not all of our guests, sometimes we uh, some of them are are strangers to us and become friends on the podcast. But we've known Chris for a minute. So
1: a long time.
0: We've Chris been around a long time. We've done we've done some things. We've.
1: I was um you you I was your first intern class, right? When you became director, you became an intern director. I I think I was your first legitimate class because the class before me you you inherited like halfway through or at the end. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah, but I was your first full full class.
0: Yeah. yeah so so yeah. listeners uh no no secret josh and i uh, used to work at a church together and that's actually uh how we know chris and chris spent a fair amount of time there at the church as the director yeah. of our internship program which josh participated in and um
1: chris clearly, out of high school yeah. i literally graduated high school two weeks later flew to or, back to orlando and was like yeah i'm, a, I'm gonna do this internship Mm -hmm.
0: and look at you now
1: and look at me now i'm on a i'm on a podcast
0: basically you have chris to thank for everything you know and have do you want to just go ahead and like right here on the podcast you just want to thank him for all
1: that right now chris i wouldn't be here without you in some degree that's kind of true (laughs) yeah he doesn't doesn't, i'm not sure he means that as a thanks
2: yeah yeah i and and that was almost genuine yeah Yeah.
0: yeah yeah Thanks and uh thanks and blame, uh, you know, are are two sides of the same coin sometimes. So well boys, before we get too far into this, I believe now now Chris is is in uh you know just the deep dark blue hole of New York, <laughs> and yet despite uh just living in the belly of the beast, managed to track himself down a Jocko Go.
2: That's commitment. I did.
0: Let's let's do it now. What uh, what flavor are you going with, buddy?
2: Well, you know what? I I was gonna let you choose. You guys oh. choose because okay. So first of all, I there is slim pickings up here.
0: Mm. Yes.
2: Like I, there's there is no Wawa up here.
0: Yeah, So you're in like upstate, and you're like you're like yeah. in New York. Like everybody hears
1: New York, and they think the city. So Spider-Man Man's but- not coming to swing and save you where you're at.
2: N- no, no, okay. he's not.
1: Okay, that's how I define where you're at in New York. Yeah. Can Spider-Man reach you at a reasonable time frame?
2: Ooh, negative.
1: Ah, okay. So.
2: And there's nothing to swing on for him, because right. we have like a three-story building.
1: Right. Yeah, and that, I don't think you get the full mm-hmm. pendulum swing. Anyways, you're Jocko's. But, so, yeah, so despite your proximity to Pennsylvania,
0: where Wawa originated, you don't have any around you, and that surprised me that they got here before they got there. But of course, much easier to open businesses here in Florida than it is in the state of New York. So maybe that's why. But Ooh, either face one hundred
1: percent why. <laughs> either
0: way, you put in the work. Uh, you found yourself some jocko goes.
2: I did. Now, now again, slim pickings. Now, uh, when I tried this like a year ago, when I was in New Jersey, hmm. I don't know why I was in New Jersey. I think I was like picking up a car or something.
0: Everything's um, legal in New Jersey.
2: Yeah, a lot of stuff goes down in Jersey. But uh, like I like that mango one, and I yes. think at one point I had the the watermelon. Okay, those are pretty good. But so, but what so they these had... are
0: not these are not your first, and you've just you may have handicapped yourself a bit and that if you if you had mango, you kind of started at the top of the pyramid.
1: Really, you kind of
0: started at the pinnacle. Oh, but not that the other flavors are bad; they're not. But okay. uh, so, what'd you come up with? What do you have there?
2: Okay, I have the black cherry. And Ooh. vanilla.
0: Okay, so that's a, that's a Dak Savage, that, that flavor named for and created for Medal of Honor winner Dakota Meyer. Okay.
2: Okay. And then, of course, uh, the Jocko Palmer.
0: Yes, not Palmer. Palmer. Palmer, yes. Palmer. And that's because Jocko himself, uh, which is funny for a man who is legitimately built like a silverback gorilla, is partial to pomegranate tea and so the palm is for pomegranate so it's it's the Jocko take on an arnold palmer but it's with pomegranate instead uh, of regular tea
2: ah uh, okay so tell me gentlemen <laughs> when should i crack open
0: i mean i can say for me between those two i would go with the Jocko the Jocko palmer
1: yeah i like palmer better than the uh the black cherry but if you want a band-aid right off get it right off uh the uh the black cherry is the lesser of all of them in my opinion i know people that that's their yeah. number one favorite but for mm. me i think it's my least favorite
0: i i like dakota meyer um don't and, like his drink uh yeah i want to like that flavor and <laughs> it
1: well, sounds like it should be good
0: though yes black well, cherry well, vanilla that is- sounds good I've been partial to vanilla all my life. Like vanilla, I, like vanilla just is my flavor. Skin like, if color. I w- if, if I was making a chocolate milkshake at home, I would add vanilla extract to it. And the mm. problem for me with the Dak Savage is it just has. It's like that fake vanilla flavor, mm. right? Like I wish I could give another example of like, oh, it tastes like the vanilla in that thing. It's just like that fake vanilla flavor. I'm sure it's not fake because that's not the way they do things there. Uh, at Origin Maine, but it's just the way it, it comes through to to me. So some people do love it. So don't let, let don't let me talk listeners don't let me talk you out of trying it. Uh, but it's just not my cup of of tea, which is a, a Jocko Palmer pun there actually.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, I do like the pomegranate. You might think a of lesson of for that. So I think I'll uh, I'll
0: go for that. Hey, you're in good company. Well, let's uh, let's crack them. Cheers, boys. Cheers. <laughs>
2: Oh yes,
0: mm. that was good crackage there.
1: How is oh, it?
2: that's not bad.
0: No? Yeah,
2: it's not bad. No, this is great.
0: If I, you like, if you like Arnold Palmer's, that it's it's good. It's a good drink.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. I like it. Now that I'm starting to drink this, I'm going to be up all night though.
0: Nah, it's only ninety five. It's only ninety five milligrams of caffeine. It's like a cup of coffee.
2: Yeah, but like I've I've hit that weird age, where. If I have a can of Coca-Cola, classic, okay, not the new stuff, but, like, if I have a can of Coke at, like, 6 p.m., I have trouble falling asleep.
0: Now, in fairness, you have been 80 years old roughly since you were, like, 16.
2: True. I was born a funny
0: man. Am I remembering, because we've been around each other for a lot of, like, big events and trips, am I remembering correctly... That it's it's you, that if you get sleep-deprived, you get pretty loopy.
2: Yes, yes, that is a true thing. I just get weird, and yeah. I still get weird.
0: Yeah, real weird.
2: Yeah, I think if there was going to be like a, like a PG-13, maybe an MA for the TV l- listeners, like if there was that kind of episode, maybe we could kind of like... Or
1: they Talk say like one it. S word or something.
0: That's that's what the Patreon's for. Patreon. If you want you gotta if you want to hear the real good content, if you want to hear the stuff that's better than a seven, you it, you gotta go to Patreon. We should uh, call their Patreon
1: just solid eight.
0: Yeah. Slightly better. <laughs> so but before we move on too too far, Chris, because it's Slim Pickens there, we need like it's our duty. As as Origin Maine as Jacko fuel affiliates, ambassadors, I can't remember which word they use, ambassadors. I think we're go Rock affiliates and Origin Maine ambassadors, but it's our duties, ambassadors, to let you know that you don't have to settle with those slim pickings. It's not your fault. You shouldn't suffer because the once great state of New York has just made it oppressively difficult for Wawa to expand there. What you do is you go to solid Podcast dot you click on the Jocko fuel link you pick whatever flavor you want buddy you whatever flavor you want you want watermelon you want mango you want orange you want sour apple you want a little tropic thunder my friend they're all there for the picking dude
2: and is it, there a promo code
0: oh there's a promo code my <laughs> oh, friend yeah.
2: that was there's
1: a can't
0: <laughs> is there and, a uh, promo code <laughs> you pick whatever flavor you want buddy and then when that little promo code box pops up you enter solid seven, just the number seven, you do not even have to spell it out, S-O-L-I-D-7, they'll, they'll give you 10% off. Wow. Just because they know, as a fan of the Solid 7 podcast, you're worth a discount. They know wow. the quality of our listeners, and they know these people can't pay full price. Wow. we got to do better than that. And there you go. Boom, whatever flavor you want, 10% off on your doorstep. You're welcome, I, sir. I, I'm touched. Thank you. If you're feeling really froggy, you pick up, you pick up a little molk. Yeah, a little quality protein to your diet, or you go with a little uh, Jocko Go pre-workout, which I tried for the first time today, and I gotta say, I'm a fan. I'm uh, not. I'm not going to say for sure on the record that I deadlifted eight thousand pounds today, but I'm not going to not say that.
1: Hmm. So okay.
2: I I will say this. I felt very insecure walking into the vitamin shop
1: why shop chape, hey? Chape hey.
0: yeah Shop-a-pa. they they got they, they they got a little fancy with their spelling they're taking some liberties there
1: yeah, yeah. so That's
0: you three you you could you could hit wawa and get your Jaco go you could go to the vitamin shop as chris did to get your Jocko go but you don't have to there's they're a vitamin a good...
1: shop by uh the chipotle I, I frequent and uh sometimes if i don't want to have to stop at the Wawa. I'll stop at Vitamin Shop. But it is more expensive at Vitamin Shop than mm-hmm. the Wawa. Mm-hmm.
2: I paid yeah. $3.59 for a can. <laughs> Too Ooh. much. See, I, Too because, much.
0: Because we're high class here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Chris texts us. He's like, hey, I, I got some Jocko Goes. So I'm like, well, a, a Jocko Goes $2.99. I, the podcast is going to take care of that for you. I I Apple paid Chris 3 bucks, But I forgot that you were shopping at the Vitamin Shop in a blue state, and not, my apologies for not picking up all those those many many taxes. Yeah, it's bae. it's a
2: it's a blue state tax, man.
1: How do you? Even How much f- is gas down there? It's like fifty cents, dude. Uh, <laughs> Ron DeSantis uh, <laughs> comes and t- pumps your tank for you, bro, and wow. gives you a hundred bucks and a pat on the on the back. I so. think we're
0: somewhere around like uh, three fifteen, three eighteen right now.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, That's
0: yeah, for I, you know regular whatever, eighty-three octane or eighty seven octane, whatever.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. So like I have to get ninety-three octane in my car.
0: Of course you I mean you have to what you have to.
2: Yeah. Which there's a reason for that. I'm not gonna bore you with specifics. Please. But uh but it is four dollars and nine cents again. Boy, Okay. Ninety three octane. Okay.
1: Like, Do you have to take out like a loan?
2: i have to sell a kidney
1: oh man
2: but it's, it's okay because like i have like seven of those
1: oh, okay now uh
0: listeners chris is one of those rare guests that actually listens to the podcast so that's nice so you may have actually caught on but we've actually had at least one relatively in-depth discussion about gas and the varying qualities here on the podcast yeah. Yeah. And at the time, I may have recommended, but if I didn't now, this is the play. If you have Shell gas stations up there, you join their free Fuel Rewards Club. And if you swipe that little card or put your phone number in every time, you'll automatically get $0.05 cents off per gallon. Are,
2: mm-hmm. Is this podcast now an ambassador for Shell yet?
0: We, we ought to be. And hey, Shell, give us a call. I'm happy to do You don't even need, need to pay us any money. I'm happy to do Work out an in kind deal. Just keep the tank full, but uh, no, I'm like, hey, you know, in uh, we'll just say this economy, <laughs> five cents a gallon, every cents a gallon help. No, what's cool is T-Mobile does their like T-Mobile Tuesdays thing. So mm-hmm. every Tuesday, you they've got their own little app if you're a T-Mobile customer, and there's all kinds of different giveaways and gift cards and it's all kinds of different stuff. But every single week, there's actually bonus money off at Shell through that same system. So they actually just decreased it a little bit when the new year rolled over. So I was being able to tax uh, $0.10 cents on. So I was getting $0.15 cents off a gallon. That's not insignificant. Mm. It's really not. Mm. Uh, but now it's just an extra 5 But still $0.10 cents off a gallon right now when, uh, hey, can can we build a pipeline from Canada? No, we cannot. However, are we cool with the Russians building pipelines and we'll buy oil from over there? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. do that. And we're also Let-
2: okay... With a little
0: bit of an invasion, to, yeah, just a little bit. As long as, long as it's just—it's not even an invasion. An invasion, we'd have a problem with. If it's just a little incursion, it's not. Who gets mad about a little incursion? Who gets mad if somebody breaks into your house a little, just a little?
2: Yeah, I mean, it worked out so well for Czechoslovakia. And, yeah, you know, back in back in the forties.
0: No, look, They're, everybody got all worked up about Crimea. It's fine. Crimea it's fine. River right i mean with a name like that they were asking for it i mean imagine somebody breaks into your house but they don't come to the bedrooms they don't they don't come to the they just they just hit the living room yeah who cares
1: i put the playstation in the bedroom they can take the switch in the living room let's
0: calm down let's be reasonable so all that to say, uh, fuel rewards program shall get five percent off per gallon, and it is top tier gasoline.
2: You're you're gonna judge me really hardcore with what I'm ab- I'm about to say, but I do have a Sam's Club membership, and mm-hmm. I do pump at the Sam's Club, which at a Quick Check up here, ninety three octane is four oh nine, at the Sam's Club.
0: It Dang. is
2: like seventy something, so it's a big it's a big difference.
0: So, I mean, you're paying that much for fuel that could legitimately be fifteen percent urine. I mean, you don't even know what's coming out of those pumps.
2: Yeah, I, I, at one point it got so cold that uh, that something in my gas tank like froze, <laughs> and then I'm just like, "Oh wow, this stuff is garbage." But so, I just now, throw like some some like fuel additives and stuff, and I'm I've been okay.
0: Now, Chris is a, a, a just a beautiful puerto rican man are both your parents puerto rican are you like a legit one full blood i am full-blooded you can't ever assume in in central florida it's there's many uh you know like maybe maybe mom's puerto rican but dad's argentinian or just you just you just never know you just never right. know and uh chris absolutely 100 straight up looks like a white dude yes. straight up looks like a white dude and do you speak spanish sir
2: uh, un poquito
0: so that's a no in spanish poquito means no if it's coming from uh, <laughs> someone like chris um i'm, I'm the worst
2: example of a spanish person like I, I i wear camo i i enjoy country music
0: you're a gearhead but not a hondas
2: I, I can respect hondas though like i think but that's not but that's not
0: well, what you're into no no yeah you're not like driving around you know, like a, a souped-up Civic with a me Or sticker on the back. That's not you. No. No. That's, that's but, but all that's, this to say, that's, so
2: that's Rush, though. That's, that's yes. Top. So,
0: but Chris is a, a so a legitimate like Florida Puerto Rican, and just decided. Uh, you know what we should do is we should move north of the Arctic Circle. That's what I think. <laughs> that's my spot. I think that's where I need to be.
1: Where is the Arctic circle? Now that I'm thinking about it. It's not
0: quite that low, but parts of Canada.
1: Ah, I was like, yeah. I think I know it's a joke, but like, no, but like, yes. where is it? <laughs> it's like right yeah. across the street from me,
2: essentially. According <laughs> to the <laughs> Canada's geography. Yeah.
1: It was a little bit, oh, don't act
0: like you can't see Russia from your house. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it was a little bit of hyperbole, which is a joke in and of itself because yeah. I think it needs to be a gross exaggeration.
1: No, because be I knew though. it was further up north, but I was actually this whole time concerned, trying to on maps, trying to find a shell near me. And every all the yeah. shells that are in a re like none on the way to work, remotely even on the way to work. But uh, all of them, the ga- I know those gas stations, and they're for sure. I will be shot and killed every time I go to that <laughs> gas station. So all of the shells. That are reasonable driving distances, I'm good. I'm gonna stick yeah, with my wall. it's
0: nice. Wah. We've got we've got a, like a couple in in a few different directions, like leaving my neighborhood, and they're all yeah. relatively nice. It's convenient. They're not the, There's other top tier gas out there, but I don't know if anybody else offering deals like that. Like mobile's good, Chevron's no. good.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, i got. I I'm gonna if Wawa is listening, I, I'll take their sponsorship over Shell because Shell, mm-hmm. I will be killed at your establishments and. Obviously, you guys aren't doing quality control. So, you know,
2: it really depends though. Because in Orlando, Orlando is interesting. Okay. Like, in one street, you're good. And then you just drive down the street like three, four minutes. You go over, say, Goldenrod, Cimarron. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're not okay.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of places are like that, though.
2: Not here. Not, I
0: mean,
1: no. like it, it's okay. a slow gradual to like ghetto from richy rich. Well, let me rephrase. I think most metro
0: areas are like that.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, can see. I think that's I've,
0: accurate. Cause you're you not remember, like, you're not rural, but you're certainly not, you're not in a metropolitan area at this point, right? I,
2: I'm pretty rural. Like, I'm, I'm more rural than I think people realize. Like, like I, my town, I live in Goshen. The nickname is called Slow Motion Goshen. <laughs> All right. We have three traffic lights.
0: Well, that's really just a factor of, like, what else are you going to rhyme with Goshen? Though. Goshen.
1: Goshen. Lotion. lotion. Motion.
0: Yeah, see, you don't want to go that direction, though. That's that's a whole other set of jokes.
1: Wow. I I will
2: say this. Okay, so I know that the joke is, like, New York and California are just blue. I mean, so, like, California, blue, but beautiful New York, we've been described as California's ugly stepsister. Okay, mm. uh, which is interesting. Whatever, but I will say this: if you look at the map per county, as far as how like the votes go, New York is a very conservative state, but it's yeah. the city that yeah. ruins mm. everything.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> because it's it's such like it's such a big factor in the in the overall population. Yeah. Like, it's just such a population bomb. And it's, um, there's actually, I mean, a better podcast would look it up and have it at the ready. Uh, but a, a, also a better podcast would plan out what they were going to talk about too, so whatever. Um, but there's a quote from Jefferson that's something along the lines of, uh, like, you should we should elect farmers or people should remain farmers. Basically, the point he was making um, is that, like, the, the closer people are tied to the land, Yep. Th- the better they understand the way things really work and the better they like value, you know, things that matter and stuff like that. If you're actually tied to like, you actually have to like work and struggle some, and you actually understand where your food comes from and that sort of thing. It just, yep. it's a constant reality check. Yeah, And the more uh, it, it, there might actually, it might have been in that same thread or along the lines of that same quote was basically like if he Jefferson said, you know, if we ever, uh, you know, form up into large cities like Europe were, we're doomed. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> smart great.
0: dude. Smart dude. <laughs> smart.
2: <laughs> so I'm for one
0: of farms. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying he was Nostradamus, but... He didn't have an
1: iPhone, so how smart was he?
0: He spoke. I, I confuse the number sometimes. It was definitely an odd number, either five or seven languages, one of which was Anglo-Saxon. You don't speak well, Anglo-Saxon? Which is just a baller move
2: but i feel like is hasn't jefferson been canceled has he been canceled?
1: i saw someone's <laughs> statue getting tore down today was it i want to say theodore roosevelt i saw earlier who
0: can well they they removed yeah teddy so roosevelt it, yeah they removed his
1: from your home state they're not home state but your state yeah. there chrissy uh yeah, statue of teddy roosevelt being removed from the natural history museum in new york oh teddy because that makes sense
0: yeah it, I mean most people you've probably like if you've watched a movie or TV show based in New York in any way shape or form, you've probably seen that statue before it was pretty famous. it was uh, yeah. Roosevelt it's it's Robin Williams, outside Is it? of the Is it? Out Is it? of the natural History Museum <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he died. Josh have some respect both um, both are dead yeah <laughs> both and uh because the the statue involved both uh, Native Americans and I believe African Americans um It's uh, it, it's canceled. That, that that one I think actually at least got moved to a, a museum. Well,
1: it, yeah, because they're using like a that. crane, or, or they're using or a crane a, to pick it up. And it's I kind of it's ironic that Robin yeah. Williams also played. They use like ropes to pick up this statue.
2: Can we just replace the statue with Robin Williams?
1: I was making a dark joke there. That was a he hung himself joke. With yeah. The, it was, oh. It was, so, it, was a, it was a little bit of layered. It was kind of hidden.
2: I'm, I didn't see that.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. I should have. I should have thought about it a second longer to set it up a, just a little bit better. But it, the potential but, was there. It was but anyways, close. no. I,
0: I actually that that statue I think is going to uh, the Roosevelt like Presidential Museum. So at least it will. Might get spray so painted be visible, and peed accessible. on. Accessible. He's actually there's a lot to like about uh, Teddy. There's a lot to like about him as a as a person and the Bull Moose Party um but he also one of my least favorite quotes from a president is from teddy roosevelt and it just kind of goes to we talked about this some i think last week when we were talking about the supreme court decision about the uh, vaccine mandates like just the overreach of the executive the overreach of, of the president um and a lot of it started actually not with with fdr um not with franklin roosevelt but with teddy roosevelt he said he issued, and this might not be true anymore, but vastly more executive orders than any president before and many, many after, uh, because he said, "I can do anything except what the Constitution expressly prohibits me doing."
2: This was this was Teddy or FDF? that was Teddy.
0: Yeah. Teddy, yeah, which is exactly, which is uh, literally one hundred and eighty degrees opposite of the mm-hmm. intention of the Constitution. The intention of the Constitution is to give the government very specific enumerated powers and that they only have those powers that are spelled in it. And Teddy chose to view it the opposite. If the Constitution doesn't tell me I can't, then I can.
1: Does it?
2: I I like this show. You know know why? Because like... (laughs) I'm glad. Because only in this podcast can we talk about deep government Constitution stuff and then... We'll talk about the show Firefly that has that was like canceled.
0: Oh, I'm a brown coat all day.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh,
0: no, so a brown coat would say that our podcast is shiny.
2: Yeah. So yeah, like, I, I yeah. can
0: do Firefly with you. Yep.
2: Yeah. Learn about well, yeah. Learn about Firefly. Learn about the Constitution. And learn about Josh's bowel movements.
0: Listen, we are <laughs> the best podcast that no one's ever heard of.
1: Yeah.
2: Also, too, I, w- I want to make an observation because you always kind of start the podcast. Maybe, you, did you miss it here? Do you, you say that you're, it's kind of like Seinfeld, or Seinfeld. Oh,
0: yeah, it's 100% a play on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, which is I, funny because I won't, I won't out him here, but one of our uh, faithful supporters, actually, and regular listeners uh, saw a comment on Seinfeld being a show about nothing. It might have been from Jerry. He's like, look, Seinfeld's ripping you off. I'm like, buddy. I dare you. Well, I think so, you should change it. I, I yeah. think
2: you're not, you're not a show about nothing. You're a show about something, like. Well, we
0: say oh, with, the, the, usually the line is, "You're right, I, I didn't do it today," uh, but uh, that we're not a show about nothing. And the reason I added that line, the reason I added the promo, Chris, was early on we had some feedback. I'll be honest, it tended to be from spouses um, of <laughs> the female persuasion. It was just like, "But what? Like, what's the format? Like, what's yeah, it about?" That, it
1: kept, people kept asking that. Like, "But like, what is it?" And I'm like, "But what is uh, anything?"
0: So that's, right. that's, that's when I added, it's, we're not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Right. We're not, we're not pigeonal. And it's, you know, I found this podcast recently. It's called grow the show. I can't remember the guy's name. I, I don't even recommend it. Uh, there's this dude that's um, launched a couple of successful podcasts and now does a grow the show podcast where he's giving advice about how to grow successful podcasts We basically, I haven't listened to a ton of it, we're basically violating everything he says, (laughs) right? And one of the things, uh, you know, early on in that show, I have no idea how many episodes deep he is, is like, be very specific, like in your target and in your topic and in your market. And I, it's not that I don't see any wisdom to advice like that. I think that, but I just think that is a path to success, not the path to success. And it might even be quicker than what we do, we're do. we doing. He certainly had more success in podcasting than, than we are. So he could certainly speak more intelligently to it. That just doesn't interest me. Like, there's no one thing I just want to sit here right. and talk about all the time.
1: Even like right. picking, like when we had a originally was it through Anchor or Apple or one of them, we had to say what yeah. kind of category are you? And we're like, we still do. All it's of annoying. all of yeah. them were because we we talk about politics, like we just did. We talk about yeah. entertainment. We also talk about fashion. Last week, um, I got uh, several texts about that thing. Uh, Rebecca texted us that she thought. Last week was really funny. Kira said she thought she was laughing out loud. I'm like, why aren't more people just telling yeah. other people and stuff telling yeah. us? Last
0: like, week was a strong episode. Would, it really was, which is funny because the numbers for last week are hot garbage right now.
1: Oh nothing I, makes sense. And there's
0: no rhyme or reason.
1: But it's I'd terrible. even I, when I, we were done recording, is... I didn't think I thought it was just like it was just another one on the books. Like I didn't I didn't think it was particularly funny. Like I don't remember yeah. trying to be quote funny. No, no more or less than usual. Right. Yeah. And so it's just kind of funny. Funny how it was funny
0: we did have uh one person's comment was um please re- rate either famous people or athletes wives every episode <laughs> and that came that came from a woman oh, i'm that's like awesome. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty quick path to cancellation right I, yeah how much, can a robo <laughs> support her we there was a brief discussion last week about the attractiveness of tom brady's wife to sell
1: is she hot? Do you think Gis- oh. Giselle is hot?
2: I I think she's she's not ugly. But is she hot?
1: He has to hedge. He's
0: married. He's got kids. He's a pastor. I'm he not saying to you're edge.
1: gonna leave your wife to go right. be with her. I'm Respect saying is the she hot, game, Jim? Play the game. <laughs> Can I, uh, Well,
2: isn't it true that beauty is kind of in the eye of the?
1: Okay. Oh no, there is some of
0: that. If you, you saw-
1: were <laughs> single and you saw her across the room, would you walk over <laughs> and talk to her? I mean, he's
0: a bass player. The girls come
1: to him. Josh. whoa, whoa! whoa. wee wah.
2: If there is one thing that bass players are known for, it's it's our game. Yeah, the ladies. Would you wear yeah, once,
1: her jeans to play in the band? And when you're on stage, would you wear her pants?
0: Could, could like, an could an average-sized robot support her girth?
1: <laughs> I already made the joke, Kale. Did you? When I said when, it like like two minutes ago. Run it back. Yeah. Oh, all right. Patreon supporters. Or hello. <laughs> where are we? Anchor supporters? I <laughs> almost said anchor next. Where I don't um, know where I'm at. Anyways. So anyway,
0: some people found that. Kind of, well, I'm sure some are like, this is demeaning. Some people found it funny. And, and that just goes to show there's a lot of variation in humanity. Well, and it's maybe just we like the... all just Rather than canceling anything, why don't we all just move along and find the things that we
1: enjoy? It's like the poop stuff. Yeah. Like we are like, whoa! He's gonna talk about poop. Whoa. Like, oh, like you don't like y'all don't poop. Like no, y'all don't want to talk about like when it's like wiping a marker. you don't want to bring that up. All right, your, cool, 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 cool.
2: Your your BM has been a journey.
1: BM like bowel movement.
2: Bowel movement. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to say? Am I, is is poop uh, not allowed?
1: I I think <laughs> you are more than welcome to say the word poop.
2: poop. Because there's literally
1: a children's book called "Everybody Poops."
2: Yeah, I have that book upstairs somewhere. I'm sure. Has your daughter read
1: it? Has she understood that it's a very normal thing? And it's yes. weird. It, and what I find fascinating is it's like a taboo. Like we don't talk about. Like you're even embarrassed if your coworker sees you coming out of the bathroom, like out of the stall. It's like, <gasps> like it's always a weird thing. And it's like, but like why? We all do it. I just, don't. Just I courtesy. Flush. Know if
2: I can get behind? Uh, pun intended. Yeah, the other day.
1: Oh, have you ever tried it?
2: Uh, probably like one time on vacation just to try mm-hmm. it. But like, I don't know. It, this is going to sound weird. And here we are, you know, devolving into poop, humor and things. But like, I I always did my business and then took a shower. So like.
1: You didn't. Wi- would I you wipe before the shower to- or you just went straight to the shower?
2: Well, no, I I wiped before the shower.
1: Okay, because I, was- I know someone. We all I won't say his name on here. He's doesn't I don't know if he listens anyways, but like he says he would poop and then just go straight to shower no wipe because he said the shower would clean him off. But that might like, but you still like have poop going down your leg though. Isn't that the en- entire idea of your bidet? Poop's not sliding down my leg, Kale. It's poop. It. The trajectory I'm- of the bidet is shooting at the the. <laughs> The exit point spraying <laughs> away poop. It is not further touching my skin and which the way it hits me. It's not it's not rub it's not sliding down you my see, leg in the shower. Ten, ten
2: minutes ago we were talking about the constitution. <laughs> now, yeah.
1: Now I'm yeah, talking I know, about I turds sliding yeah, I know. slight fecal matter sliding <laughs> down my thigh. No, that's not what happens. It's spraying it and it's going away into the toilet.
0: So anyways, Chris, I don't know why our listenership isn't more like I don't get why. Yeah. No, I don't know what it is. But uh, yeah, no. So the idea was this, Chris, is like um, and even like this being your first time on and it's not it's a fair question. You're like, hey, anything I should be prepped to talk about. But it is. I've explained it on here before that. Like, I don't know anybody. I, I don't know many people. That even if you're an introvert, even if you like you don't like crowds, you're not a social butterfly. I don't know anybody that doesn't like to hang out with their people, right? Whoever that is, however many people that is, like you want to grab lunch for for us sometimes, that you want to hang out around a campfire, you want to uh, whatever. Maybe it's in a in a garage working on a build, right? Like you want to like everybody enjoys being around their people, and you don't go into that with bullet points. You don't go into it with a set topic, and yet you have no problem making conversation for extended periods of time and it tends to be engaging and entertaining uh and funny and sometimes educational like so what if we just do that because everybody enjoys that and so maybe you're not actually our people in real life maybe we're not going to go grab lunch or dinner hang out around a campfire maybe we will someday um but like you can be our people on here you can sit in on the conversation on on here and so yeah, we don't we don't pigeonhole it. We're not like, oh, we're just gonna do tech or we're just gonna do entertainment. No, we're going to uh talk authoritatively on all the things we don't know enough about.
1: Do you ever go to social engagements though and you like kind of like have pre planned like little not I want to say bits, but not bits, but like, this is a funny anecdote that I think would be fun to bring up at some point. And you kind of like go in with a couple, maybe two or three stories kind of like on the back, like on the backlog. Like, I might bring this up because it's a fun huh. story.
0: I can't say I have.
1: I, I do that. I go, like, if I'm, if I know who I'm going to go hang out with, like, I'll think of, try to think of maybe one or two funny stories that I think they would enjoy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this one, I'm like, yeah. how, how many poop stories can I bring up? is usually my thought because like poop you they all seem the same to me so that's why it's just so easy
0: now i mean when you phrase it that way i i do that like i do try and think of ways i can like deter people from talking to me is that what you're saying like you're trying you're trying to go with the topics where they won't want to yeah be around. yeah i try to do that yeah
1: because i'm like i want to hang out with these people less so i'm gonna bring up something that uh, that abhors them
0: no, I've I've heard things, you know, like you'll read these books or see articles or whatever, like you know, tips for small talk and conversation. one well, I'm like, Ugh, small talk is the worst. So, but it's funny because I simultaneously hate, and I think Chris will attest to, you, like this gets worse when you're a parent because other parents want, you know, like they want to talk about the like catch up on the kids. I don't know, it's it's weird, it's hard to explain. I'm like, my kids are awesome, I love them. I don't want to stand around talking about them all day to you. I don't want to hear about your kids um you know like we are stranger, talking about them stranger Weird. kids right but so um yeah you know so like i hate the typical small talk or you know how old are your kids where do they go to school how or many months? if there's no kids involved it's uh oh okay where do you work like that's the default first question or like what do you do which is always so reductive right uh, but at the same time anytime i see tips of like don't ask questions like that. Ask questions like, "So, what do you get excited about?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not trying to be the like the weirdo either." <laughs> like, who's the, if somebody walk like if I've met somebody for the first time, they're like, "Oh, nice to meet you." So, like, what gets you excited?
1: Okay, pedo. I got it. Here's what you do: you just go for the like the most. You don't ask them like, "So, what's your stance on abortion?" Just start with that from the get go for someone you don't important. know. With someone you don't know. That's how you get a conversation yeah. feeling.
2: Yeah. How is your privilege? <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe maybe all the mega people are just antisocial. Maybe they're just like, if I wear this, no one no, no one, one will talk, talk to them. them. But it's, I mean, it doesn't work out because half the people will talk to you. Yeah. And the other I, half will just yell at you.
2: I think there's a little bit of pressure. And you, you, I'm sure you guys know this, maybe, maybe Kale hasn't felt this before yet, but like when, when you're, when you're doing like public things, like for example, if you're at a church and you are engaging with lots and lots and lots of people, you, when you go someplace, I'm, I'm always like kind of on my toes because if I meet somebody, I'm like, do they go to church? Do they know me? Have they heard of me? And I don't, I don't want to come across as you know, like rude or not interested in them because I don't know. I don't know that person where they're at.
0: No? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I haven't experienced that. <laughs> oh, okay. okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, no, yeah, it's uh, which is funny. I'm not. I'm not antisocial. Uh, I'm less likely to like participate in social things at this stage in life than once upon a time. And there was a time where I was the one, like, making the plans and making things happen. Let's come over. Let's go out. Let's whatever. Mm. And now I'm like, why are you calling me instead of texting me? <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, I've got a, uh, one of my buddies we talk about all the time on here that's a doctor. Like, I'll text him something. He'll call back. I'm like, hey, guy, if I wanted to talk, I would have called.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so I'm, I'm perpetually an old man. But I'm like, I'm the happy-go-lucky old man. Like, the old man who has, like, little hard candies in his dish, like, ready to embrace people. Not in a weird way. And, like, like Kale, he is the get-off-my-lawn kind of...
0: All I want in life is to live out the movie Grumpy Old Men, and I don't think that's too much to ask. So... No, I'm not uh, near as grumpy as some people would make me out to be. But I'm also not going to blow sunshine up your skirt just because I'm not that person. No. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: I think I get... I don't mind the phone call thing. I think it depends... One, it depends on who's calling me. And then, like, I do get phone calls sometimes where I'm like, that could have been a text. Like, those like but then there's sometimes where a phone call is just easier cuz it's like ex- yeah. it's a te- it's like I don't want to text this out cuz it would be like a paragraph. So a quick phone call mm-hmm. is easier. But things are there people will call me and be like hey um can you print this? And it's like that could have that could have been a text.
2: Right. I think it also kind of depends on too like where your <clears throat> where your your social battery level is, right? Because at the
1: moment when they call yeah, yeah, because
2: if you've been dealing with a lot of people all day and and I yeah, I guess I'm an introvert and because listen, I, I love people, I can talk with them, but it's it is taxing. Like after after a long Sunday talking to a lot of people, I want to go home and not see another soul for like yeah. at least fifteen hours.
1: Would you would you say shy is introversion?
2: Uh
1: Maybe. No, I mean it could be, but I don't think
0: necessarily. I was listening like, to you podcast. Can, you can be, you can want to be be in the crowd and be part of what's going on, and be an but not, but be too timid to like step out and be active in that.
1: Right? Yeah. I was reading. I was listening to this podcast. I think it was something you should know um, with Mike Rother's, um, and he they had some psychological, psychological. Just what am I trying to say? It's like, a like lot. shrink a shrink yeah let's go with that um and she was talking about Kier's judge me with my hooked on phonics over here um but she was talking about how that's been misconstrued introversion just automatically people associate that with being shy or being quiet and that's not necessarily true like introversion is how much stimulation can you take at one time or it's more so like okay i need to decompress i decompress mm. alone and then extroverts they don't have that i need to decompress alone moment they're like i decompress with people and around people that's how i feel better but introverts are like i need a minute so like what you're saying Chris, it's like i need a minute alone i'm the same way i'm like give me like even kira like give me like an hour i'm just gonna sit in the shower on the on the tub and just stare at the at the water
2: yeah I, i think there's a reason why dads spend a lot more time on the toilet than say a single man it's because
1: they want that alone time. Yes, we need it. And the, they're then... waiting for the bidet to warm up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, a bidet in a house with children is just a, a drinking fountain waiting to happen. That's oh, what that
1: is. That sounds, oh, I just, it.
0: yeah. I mean, you know what it's like. I'm sure Kuma does stuff like that.
1: I always leave the lid down. So when we went to our neighbor's house the other day, she's like literally right across the, the hall from us and kuma came over and she had her toilet lid up up and kuma started drinking out of the toilet and she's never done that our, and we're like she doesn't do that in our apartment because we always close the lid we've never we didn't i'm um, in good thing we do because we just found out oh you would you would drink out of the toilet kuma thanks yeah. Top yeah,
0: that's, that's a thing they really do that
1: yeah my dog isn't tall enough to do that she's just you could get level. her a squatty potty and then it's like a little step stool a squatty potty it all connects
2: Wow! Please tell me you have a squatty potty now.
1: If you listen to last week's episode, I informed the the audience. Oh man! Yes, sir. Wow!
2: That is that is the journey. That is the.
1: I have the trifecta. The, the, I have the 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 dude wipes, the individual packaged wipes. I have the bidet, and now I have the squatty potty. So I'm I'm you, good to go. So Josh,
0: I how? want you I want you to promise not so much me, but but the listeners, and just really all all of the those of us you know that that know you and and care about you that. Uh, someday when the inevitable counseling sessions occur and some trained, intelligent individual gets to the bottom of your hang-up with bathrooms and bathroom habits, that you'll tell us what they discover. That when they pin it down to like, uh, maybe your mom left you in diapers too long. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. I want you to be like, hey, they figured it
1: out. They figured it out, I'm good I told you what it was, like, literally five minutes ago. I said it's because people like you are so uncomfortable to talk about it, it's fun for me to talk about it because we all do it, but we all don't talk about it. And it's just yeah, interesting it's, like, it's, it's like, just like interesting sociological experiment for me.
2: Right. It's like oh. peeing in the shower. Like everyone does yeah. it,
1: like, but no do we ever acknowledge it. it or go like, Did you just pee in there? I'm yeah. not in
0: the I'm not so much uh, uncomfortable with it as I'm just Well, you shut uh, it down pretty quickly
1: every time. So I'm starting to think you're a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, you were the
1: one left in the diapers, and you are like, like, um, you get uncomfortable, you start itching, and be like, "Oh God, the diaper's still on me. I need to get up. We need to talk about something else. The rashes. That's probably where you're at, man. It's all right, Kale. We're here, Chris, and I here. It's okay. It's okay. Lay your butt, lay your head on my bosom, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll spray you with my bidet.
2: Yeah, you almost said lay your butt on my bosom. (laughs) 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 I was
1: gonna say that initially, and then I changed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you you caught me. It's definitely that I'm uncomfortable with it, not that I'm just uh You're welcome. To intellectually stimulated by it at all because. You're welcome. Uh there's no mystery there. We do all in fact poop. I think we've all pretty much got it on lock. I think we've all got it I think Joseph has
2: made it like a hobby though. Like it's like now he's getting accessories and things. Just <laughs> interesting. Because everyone has like that uh that hole where where you throw your money and just so happens that josh's hole is where he i
1: knows. mean it's, it's been it's a, it's two purchases very, it's but a, yeah it's, it's a literal and
0: figurative <laughs> hole in several different ways yeah that's very yeah
1: cool. no it's like it's because i think it's uh i had food poisoning in thailand and my it was rough Okay, And then the bidet was like, oh my God, this is like a miracle. Why haven't I tried this soon? It's like when you find Jesus, you've been living away for so long and everything's raw and rough and then you find Jesus and He soothes everything. And then I'm like, I want everyone to know about this miracle of a bidet. like you would say this miracle of Jesus. So that's I'm kind of like an a televangelist for bidets at wow. this point.
2: Okay, so just to keep track, we went from constitution <laughs> to to like bowel movements. And then now to the redemption found in Jesus Christ. This is
0: the first time we've ever had anybody narrate show notes. You're the first guest to be. Yeah, do I don't even have to type them. I like that you're, uh, you know, figuratively connecting the red strings to the pins.
2: I, yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> that
0: guy. Now, the hole that you like to throw money down is, uh, as we've expressed, automobiles. Uh, but... I would say you're not totally picky, uh, but your manufacturer of choice, what really revs your engine, pun intended, it's been a very punny episode, um, is uh, is the Volkswagens, and I think we'd all like to know at what point you realized you were a Nazi sympathizer.
2: (laughs) Wow. Okay, so Constitution, uh, movements, (laughs) now we're at uh, Hitler's Nazi Germany, the Third Reich. So, yeah, yeah, it's, isn't that kind of like this happy little Volkswagen, this happy little car has its roots in
0: literally the the happiest of all cars?
2: Yes, like it's just, when you look at it, it has a smile. The horn, like that was the worst part about driving old Volkswagens. Like when I had road rage, there was no way to communicate (laughs) it because I would, I would like hit the horn and it would be like, hi, like that was.
0: Now what was your like like you're not somebody that tinkers it's not like you've got a, a late model VW like you have you have purchased and restored and rebuilt engines on several classic vintage Volkswagen vehicles.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, so
0: what I, was I, your gateway drug?
2: Oh man, my Marijuana. gateway drug?
0: Jeez. I mean, did you start with a Beetle?
2: No. No. I started off with uh this is my dad's cars, because my dad would change brakes, and then, like, I would watch him. And I remember just being so fascinated, like, with all the moving parts. Like, I, I remember taking apart – I had this old power wheel. Uh, it was a Corvette. And uh, I, I got my dad's tools when, when my dad wasn't looking, and I took it completely apart, piece by piece, like, all apart. Because I wanted to see how it worked. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of what started it. And then – you know, reading books. Uh, you know, watching uh, watching movies about cars. I am a big history buff, and there is so much history behind racing—the different sanctions, the the different drivers. So it was just like this big appeal to me because it had history, it had machinery, it had engineering. Right. So yeah, and that's kind of what started it for me.
0: But, how, like, how did VW become your thing? Was it just the right price point, the right availability, or is something about it really gets you going?
2: The the movie, The Love Bug.
0: Herbie. Herbie.
2: The Love Bug. That's yeah, real. That, was,
0: that the, was the first The movie. legit version or the Lindsay Lohan version?
2: No, we don't talk about the Lindsay Lohan version.
0: No, we do not.
2: That is that is just hot garbage.
0: Yes. Not even Not, not unlike Spider-Man 3. We just pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah the old so, the old three not the new three yeah sorry. toby sorry toby. yeah
2: yeah yes so yeah it was yeah i was always that and i just got into it and it's it, it, it kind of became like a good for my psyche like good for my hmm. mental health just because i work with people and people have problems right and as someone who tries to mentor students you know try to get You try to fix them, but then you kind of wonder if the fix is permanent. Like, you don't see the results of what you do in ministry until, like, years later. But with a car, if it's broken, I replace a part, and now it is fixed. (laughs) It is just very black and white, and I think my brain just needs that. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I feel that applies to a lot of things, right? Like, just from a professional standpoint for me, I've worked for a long time up until – I don't know, probably 15 years ago, I had had an unreasonable number of jobs for someone my age. Uh, I, I'm, I'd, I've been fired twice in my life, but most of the time it was, you know, a move to to one thing or the other for various reasons. And so I've just had a wide breadth of, of jobs and experiences. But I will say, having worked, you know, quote-unquote white-collar for so long, there, there are days uh, that I long for the blue-collar jobs. I mean, there's times where I've literally worked a shovel all day. There's times I've worked around. I mean, I worked for what the city very kindly called the lines division, but I worked for the water and sewer division for a city. Like I've worked in and around sewage, uh, you know, on and off on any given day. Uh, But there's something about like digging a hole and filling it back in. Um might see you know, because you dig it up, you, you do the work, you, you fill it back in, but uh might seem a little futile, but you can see what you like the dirt's in a different spot or the problem is is fixed, like the water leak has stopped or the line is cleared. Like there is something very therapeutic and cathartic to that versus, yep. you know, there's a lot of days uh, you know, just in, in office work, let alone when you're working, you know, directly with trying to uh impact people of like what the heck did I do today? Right. Like what did I, cause there's, yeah, I can't physically really, there's just not much to show you for it. Right. Like, well, here's uh, some emails that I wrote and there you go. <laughs> I, I did that. So <laughs> it's no, not, not every day. I don't hate my job. I don't hate what I, I do right now uh, by, by a long shot, but there's some days where it's like, yeah. Yeah. And you,
2: and you need that escape almost. Yep. That's, that's because I love my job. I wouldn't do anything else. I don't think I could do anything else except maybe, I don't know, run a circus. Like maybe that's the closest, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel that know, about landscaping
1: because, like, you can see your finished work right when you're done, and it's like mm-hmm. that. Like, I mowed that lawn real good, or I trimmed those hedges real good. Look at that! Look at that!
0: Well, it's it's funny you bring that up because what I was thinking about is this old episode. I guess they're all old episodes at this point of King of the Hill where uh, Luann, who's, who's Hank, the main character's niece, I think she's, like, moved out on her own or she's got some roommates or whatever, and she's trying to figure out, like, adulting, essentially, and just getting really frustrated and no outlet or whatever, and he's his advice to her is, like, you need to have um, basically an outlet, right? You need to have this thing that you can control, that you can take pride in. So it's like, for Hank, that was always his lawn. Like, have you ever watched that show, right? He had so much pr- pride uh, you know, in his lawn and it's his landscaping, and he's like that. That might not be it for you, but so her lawn was the pool, like she cleaned the pool and she had the chemicals, right? Whatever, like she found her lawn. That was the the lesson of the episode. But you do, you need that. You you need the lawn. You need the. It's it's funny. I think, um, you know, in my my old age, I've become much more open to the idea of things like uh, meditation and not woo woo finder spirit guide meditation, but that fact that like i think we all find meditation in life whether we're doing something we would call meditating or not right there's those those mindless repetitive actions those things you can do without putting a lot of the the release valve right and so that might be like you can go out and rebuild a carburetor and that can be meditation yeah right like that can you know Free up your mind. You're you're doing what you're doing, but it doesn't require all your focus, and so you can process um, other things. You know, I hear we obviously we talk about jocko a lot here on the podcast, and he'll hear you know people a lot of times um, in interviews with him will ask him if he meditates because it's a bit of a buzzword these days, especially with high achievers. And he's like, no, but I do jujitsu, and there's some meditative aspect of that. And I surf, and that's there's some meditative, you know that. Repetitive that out paddle out surfing paddle out surfing, um, you know. So I think we kind of find the like just as humans. I think we find that uh, we we intend to or not. And I really think when a lot when people are at their most uh, anxious and stressed is when they either haven't found that or in their period where they can't find that, you know, intentionally or otherwise.
1: Mine is walking my dog because like we have a little pond right over here it's so nice and I like walking around it and I don't bring, I bring my phone just in case I get killed. Uh, But I don't check it. I usually don't even surf or text usually when I'm walking or uh, have a headphone in or nothing. It's just nature. It's it's really nice do it several times a day.
2: Well, there's something about like finding a quiet place. Mm I mean, not to make this an overly Christian podcast. Oh,
0: Here we go. Stop inviting pastors.
2: Sorry, my bad. But so, but, but like, if only everyone
0: we knew <laughs> wasn't a pastor.
2: I'm sorry. No, it's all but, good. But uh, you know, like Jesus prayed with people, like he he did. But also, there was times when he prayed by himself. He found a quiet place, like no distractions, no nothing. And then I don't know. I think there's something about like 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 Josh, what you were talking about, like walking your dog around your little pond. Like that's your quiet place that's yeah. your
1: except for when like people are playing very loud music yeah. or at those w- couple times and then i want to be like just stand in front of their porch and just stare at them until they see me and then i'll be like it's it's incredibly too loud and then that's i think that's how i want to start that interaction it's just incredibly too loud and then they would go <laughs> curse word and then they'd yeah. probably throw something and then and I have my neighbor knowing where I live and they kill me.
0: Whatever gave you the impression that the rest of us very much wanted to be listening to the same thing as I you. Just That's don't the question get it. I always want to ask. Like
1: there's this it's for sure a legit sound system and I'm like you you have to know this is very loud for us. Like but like I think they just those kinds of people just legit don't care. And I yeah. I there, I don't think I could ever get to the point in my mind to reach that level of no craps given because even like watching TV, like a movie at home here, like I'm still conscious of our neighbor downstairs because the subs on the floor. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be annoying to her, especially if it's past 10 or something. And I, hate, I yeah. hate people that aren't considerate of others. Anyways, back to you, Chris. It Jesus. Be yeah. Or yeah. like
2: when you, when you pull up to an intersection and the car next to you is just,
1: yeah, I don't get it. Like Ooh. you, you have to hear that. Okay. In your car, right? Like it's, it's, it's loud enough for you. Like, but like, why do you need it louder? Like, I get you like it loud. Sure, you can have it loud, but like, this level loud is just too loud,
0: right? You're doing a variation of a bit right now, and I can't quite place it. it I don't know what I'm doing either. (laughs) I feel like it's a little bit the conspiracy theory bit. Yeah. I can understand you don't believe all of them, but you don't believe any of them? Um, but no, I think though that quiet, I think that's a metaphorical quiet place, Chris, cause I think you can be very introspective and contemplative, um, like in the garage playing your favorite, you know, rock playlist, hip hop playlist, whatever, whatever you like to work out to, whatever you're going to work on an engine to, if that's your thing and be in, in that zone. Again, I think it's that, um, just that freeing up and that release, Right. Where you're not so burdened down with the specific things that you're doing right then. Um, so whatever that task is, walking the dog, working on the engine, doing a workout, maybe sitting in a, in a quiet place if that's what you need. But whatever it is where the thing you're actually doing right now isn't occupying all the capacity
2: yeah.
0: uh, of your brain and emotions. So then it's like, OK, I can I can free up some RAM to process these these other things. Right.
2: Yeah, I I wonder like what age that starts because like my my kids they don't have that they don't have that desire of like quiet place quiet reflection it's all just yeah loud and jump around
0: it's yeah weird. it's 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 really something like to see them go like it's there's unless a kid's sick and I, I guess they're all different but it just seems to me particularly with the the younger crowd. It's like, man, if they're not asleep, they're going.
2: Yep. Period. Kind of like you know, Josh can relate with his dog, right?
0: It's no, his, it's yeah.
2: Yeah, like his dog is much like a child.
0: Yeah, it's the same.
2: Oh, I I love. By the way, like I I didn't know how long it's been since we talked about like Rush being a dad, like a dog dad, and.
0: Um, you know it's it's on that list with bidets and whatever else like we it's okay. one of those things that we slip in Uh, you know bidets dead dads dogs and kids are the same uh, they pop up pretty much every episode
2: so funny but well, I think like
1: we could do bingo if you, we should if start solid dog... seven bingo cards and then <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry, Chris. Go back, yeah. back to you yeah. Chris. sorry
2: no but, okay uh, so what was I saying
1: uh, dogs being like children
2: yes no, but, like, I, I just remember, like, thinking, like, man, when, when I had a dog and I didn't have kids, that dog was was my kid. And yeah. I remember, like, having this capacity of love that I never felt like, how can I love this dog? How can I love anything? It is,
0: it is normal and reasonable and logical and understandable in that scenario to make the correlation. Mm-hmm. And see, see logic and reason in it. I don't, I don't, I don't fault anybody for it. Uh,
1: that's why I'm like, I don't know and, if I'm ready for kids because and, seeing how protective and how much love I have for this creature, I'm like, dude, it's gonna be tenfold with a freaking kid. And I don't, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. What? Like, cause there's not people out trying to kidnap and abuse my dog, but there are people out there trying to do that to kids. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know, man. I don't now, know.
0: Here, here's what's always funny with this twist right like you felt that way legitimately about that dog your dog's name am i right is addy addy yep so what a good friend am i don't ask me if i know your kids names but the dog's name is addy and uh so you've had that you've got the same dog now mm-hmm. you had addy before you had kids yep now you have two yeah one's one's pretty fresh Yep. Now, same dog. You felt that way about that dog.
1: Definitely didn't know you that, had the second kid until after he or she. She. She was born. And I was like, wait, y'all were pregnant again? I was like, good for you guys. All right, anyway, sorry. Um.
0: Yeah. If that dog whom you loved like a child bit, like not nipped, bit either of your actual children, how how far would Addie travel when you punted her? But How far away would she land?
2: Oh, in the next state.
0: It's just a different thing, right?
2: Yeah, it's just something different. Uh, it's just so different. At the same time, we worked really, really hard. Like, when uh, when Kristen was pregnant the first time around, I was in charge of dog baby acclimation. Like, that was my title. So, like, I was... Because I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be, like, that dog owner who loves the dog... Baby comes around and now kicks the dog out. That's that's the lady in the tramp, by the way. For like that, like the tramp, he, he got kicked out, right? Yeah. I worked really really hard. Like I I love Addie and I love that she's part of the family for sure. But yeah, there is a something something Yeah, me.
0: and no, and 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 you should, and that's right. And I'm not saying if you have kids, you should get rid of your pets. We're not actually uh, advocating for animal abuse. Um, though I tend to genuinely believe that dogs are better than people, uh, with very few exceptions. Yes. Yes. Um, But all that to say, like that dog who you felt very uh, fatherly towards and very protective of, were that dog to harm your actual children despite your be- best efforts, the dog would be gone. Yeah. I mean, gone. I mean, it wouldn't even be... A, yeah and it's just funny like you wouldn't it's one of those things where it's like I hate stuff like that in life I as I explain it I hate it because I hate the oh well you'll see you'll understand i mean even now um you know it it was at like pre pre kids it was like oh you'll see when you have a kid and then you have a kid and you're yeah, like well, I a kid right, well, and I've, then he
1: starts going wait you'll see
0: yeah i've got the i've got the i've got the kid so we're good now and then it's the oh we'll just wait till you have two no, and so it's so uh, you know I hate things like that because it's uh, you know I'm not used to a thing I don't think there's too many concepts I don't think there's too many ideas uh, for me my own personal outlook like where if I with a with a if I bear down if I dig in then I can't wrap my brain around I don't know everything I can't understand anything I'll never know all the things in life that I want to know I've forgotten some of the things that I did want to know and I'm not an expert in lots of the things that I do know about now but you know, I'm I feel like I'm blessed with enough intellect that I can get my brain around most things if I really try, if I can really focus on it. Um but this was it's just it's just one of those annoying things where it's like you you're not you just yeah. you can't until yeah. you get there.
2: It's true. It's true. I will say this though, like it was great having a dog before we had kids. It was great having the dog like before we had kids and I don't know, it just trains your brain a little bit. I don't know, and and nothing brings me more joy than to see my daughter in her bed with a bunch of stuffed dogs, and then there's my dog, like the real one, right there, snuggling up to her. You know what I mean? Like there is just nothing better. So like I'm I'm a huge advocate for the family dog, and they're like nature's vacuum cleaners. If, if something drops on the floor, <laughs> boom.
1: That's yeah, important that training, that- but yeah.
0: We've gotten to the point. We've got some neighbors moved in uh, not long ago uh, across the street. They have a really, really cool dog. He's uh, an English lab. Uh, Just neat dog. Well-behaved. My kids love him. But it has finally prompted me. My son's old enough for like, when can we have a a dog? I'm like, well, when I don't have to deal with your poop or your sister's poop anymore, we'll talk about adding more poop to this situation. Uh, But they finally started asking. But we've... uh, I'm. I've never disliked cats. We we had cats and dogs growing up, but I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a cat person. I tend to be of the Ron Swanson persuasion of, um, you know, any dog under 30 pounds is a cat and cats are useless. It's one of my all time favorite quotes. <laughs> Sorry,
1: uh, Addy. I already forgot. Yeah. yeah, Addy's a smaller dog. Yes, but, um, he,
0: yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I came to be a cat owner via marriage and our cat's pretty cool. She's pretty, pretty chill. Um, if she could feed herself, she'd, uh, she'd probably kill us. I don't know. Um, we, we've had her for a long time. But, uh, you know, when I do appreciate being a cat owner, it's when it's like, oh, we're going to go for a day away, right? Or we're going to go two days away. All that requires is, like, fresh litter and a big bowl of food and water. I don't need to line up anybody to walk her. I just, it's just a no factor, right? Where it's like when you've got a dog, it's like, oh, hey, do you want to go grab now this is a lot like having kids. Hey, you wanna go grab uh, dinner? Well, like, how long do you think? Because we gotta go. We gotta go walk the dog. dog. Yeah. You know, and anything more than several hours, like, oh, well, if we want we can go away, but we got we we to kennel the dog. We got to find somebody to watch the dog. Yeah. Like, at, you know, one point, cats there.
2: Yeah. Well, it's cool that you have like a cool cat. You know, it's just a real shame that your cat will end up in the lake of fire with all of the rest <laughs> of the demons and evil things. I, I, ugh. cats, I don't understand. They freak me out, bro.
1: Cats are hit or miss. Sometimes like, I guess Kale's cat's cool, but sometimes cats just, most of the time just suck. You yeah. look out every now and then, I think maybe well, every like few they... millennia, there's a good cat.
2: Right. But like even the best cat, like, cause you always hear in Florida of an old cat lady who dies the cat ends up eating the face of the old lady, right? Like she, had
0: a, she had it coming. Yeah. I do feel like you hear that story more with dogs than cats.
1: I for sure would think at a certain point Kuma would get hungry. Yeah. Yeah, but us. I
2: don't think my dog would ever eat me. Like there's, you know, if okay,
1: oh, your you're would, dead no, and no one your knows you're dead. You, yeah, after yeah, a minute the dogs Abby would go, "Okay, you. I need to eat no. now." Yeah.
0: No. I yeah. Do. No. That you would, you're
1: just uh, Big thing of kibble, my friend. Oh, I refuse to believe it. Not my little Addie.
2: Not my little. <laughs> not my little. No. I
1: mean, she's gonna eat your calf and be fine for the rest of her life, probably.
2: That's true. Yeah, that is, she, <laughs> she's 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 basically a cat. That is that is true.
0: So, uh, what's the what's the project right now? For I feel like for maybe not the entire time that I've known you, but for a long portion of the time, no matter how many cars came and went, you always had a VW thing.
2: Yes, it was in
0: various states of you of you working on it. Yes, um, but yeah. uh, do you still have the thing?
2: Yeah, I still have the thing. It is almost ready for paint. Like I got all the bodywork ready and done with it. Um, I'm rebuilding the engine. So the the '74 thing. I've had that car since high school, and it is just like my that is my dream car. And unfortunately, I'm. There's kind of an old saying that don't get the car perfect, get it running. But I want that car perfect. So, yeah. But he knows. So, that's, I'll probably get it done when Colby graduates high school type thing. Like, that's the trajectory. So, I, I have that one. And the one that I think you would be most proud of, Cale, is uh, a 1965 Ford Mustang with the 289 V8. So that's going to be a fun car.
0: Um, Do your neighbors just hate you? Because I've also seen you, like, working on and repainting, like, a mid-'80s Chrysler recently. How many vehicles are on your property?
2: Uh, Well, uh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. So I have the 74 thing. I have the 65 Mustang. And I have the 89 Dodge Spirit Turbo as of right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm...
0: Do you at least let your poor wife drive a normal person vehicle?
2: Yeah, she gets a Subaru. Gets okay. A, yeah, she understands. But you know, no, the,
0: but she's never mind. I was going to make a joke that is not well suited to our podcast. I'll make it later.
2: later. <laughs> that's uh, that's the Patreon special. Um, yeah. Here to to give one dollar. No, yeah. But you know what, Kristen though she's a car girl too. Like just by some like just by association, like she. She really, really wants a van, like an old 70s van, and I really want to try to get that for her.
0: Why do you not just get her a VW van? How is that not the solution to this problem?
2: Ah, uh, man, there's there's a little bit of been there done to that. Like, I had a Volkswagen bus. Yeah. So I already did it, done that type mm. deal. So, like, I just want, like, a seventy. I want to build her a 70s van, like, shag carpet, just a a mural on the side of it just
0: yeah just i mean the so the the classic vw's like i can see the appeal it's never been a big thing for me um but i i have like in recent years i've been more drawn to the vw's just because of all the controversy over them faking their emissions oh my god like the fact that they were like oh, okay, we'll show you our emissions. I'm like, okay, VW, I kind of like where your head's at here. I kind of want to buy one now. Right. But, uh, and the government got, got real mad about it, and the environmentalists, they got real mad about it. And to me, like, I come from this old-school, uh, you know, NASCAR mentality of if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right.
2: I, I And I just love that. Uh, so speaking of, like, all automotive history, so that you brought up NASCAR and their rule book, there is a man... Named Smokey Eunuch. And uh weird name, I know, but yeah. he was
0: he No, was, the the old school, like the the bootlegger, like yep. southern foundations of uh NASCAR and stock car racing are fantastic and there's a lot of great oh, names out there. Fireball so, Roberts, oh, Dick so, Trickle.
2: Yep, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so so let me say like my favorite story about Smokey Eunuch and great. So now we've gone Constitution Bowel movements and now we're talking about a guy with a weird last name, Smokey Eunuch. We're bringing up NASCAR, baby. We're, this is this is this is my. Pop. The
0: the only the true the purest form of automobile racing. Freaking miss me with that open wheel garbage. Sorry, sorry. Right. Anyways, no. Robin is racing, my friends. I That's all.
2: So there's this guy, Smokey Eunuch, and he's really famous for being the biggest cheater in NASCAR history. Like it is said that ninety-five percent of the rule book, the NASCAR rule book, wow. is because of him. His philosophy, and he was in the he was racing in the fifties and sixties sixties, right? So like guys are smoking cigarettes in the car, going 180, like all that kind of stuff. So his philosophy was if it didn't say it in the rule book, then I'm gonna try it.
0: Oh, he was from the Teddy Roosevelt School of Automobile Racing.
2: Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> there yeah. it is. The rollback doesn't say, I can't do it.
2: Right. So what, what he ends up doing, so the, the the Daytona 500 is coming up, right? So he's trying to take uh, a Chevelle, like a Chevy Chevelle. That's what he's racing and modify it the most cheaty way possible. He takes his car and he starts modifying the panels and actually shrinking it. Um. The rumor is that it wasn't a full size Chevelle, it was a seven eighths Chevelle. So it was smaller, smarter the car, cuts to the air. And he would do these like little aerodynamic little tweaks and stuff that if if you looked at it, you'd be like, hmm, something is weird. But you know, but like, oh maybe that's the case. It's just very, very slight modifications. Well, he builds this Chevelle. The the flying banana, I think, is what he ended up calling it. And he brings it to the Daytona 500. And he knows that the officials are going to be like, uh, what's up with this car? It's different, whatever. And so he goes through tech and he's like, oh, this is a stock Chevelle. In fact, you know what? Let's go to the parking lot and get a Chevelle, bring it in, and you'll see it's the same. Well, the dude built two. He built two 7.8s. Mm. modified Chevelles. Mm -hmm. One of them has the race car and one of them to look like just a stock car that you brought in the road. And he convened, he conveniently put it in in the parking spot closest to like the infield type.
0: That's fantastic.
2: So they take the template, they put it on that car. It's like, okay. And they put it on that quote unquote stock Chevy and it checked out.
0: Yeah, I I miss that aspect of stock car racing in that it used to be true to its name of stock car racing. The saying around NASCAR used to be uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday, right? Because you could go to the local dealer showroom floor. And buy a car that was pretty darn close to what you had just seen race. Yeah. Um, you know, they'd gut them, they'd put in roll cages, obviously they didn't have mufflers and catalytic converters and that sort of thing. So it wasn't you know, it was a souped up engine, but it was actually that body, it was that vehicle, and that's why, you know, it used to be, you know, coops and you wouldn't be you know, you wouldn't see uh, you know, like the fact that the Camaro was the, and maybe still is the body, I guess it's just the super sport body for Chevy. So a lot of the changes didn't ask or turn me off. But um, for the longest time in stock car racing, cheating is what advanced the sport. Yes. Um, like what what was cheating, you wouldn't do it in that same form factor, but a more standardized and safer form factor would become the norm. So there's these great stories of things like guys would coat their radiators with beeswax yeah. For for qualifying, because it would make a solid surface on the front of the car. You're not running the car long enough for qualifying to heat up the engine and overheat it. So you don't need the radiator to function the way it's supposed to function. Um, and you wouldn't impact it that much, but they'd coat it with beeswax because it would make a solid aerodynamic surface. so You'd get better airflow over the car. But by the time you would come back from inspection, the beeswax would have melted off of the radiator. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) There's another great story about, uh, and I wish I could remember who to attribute this to, and I'm sure if we looked it up, it'd pop right up, but um, a story of a a car going through inspection, and there was a guy who was designated on the the pit crew that would take the car over for inspection that wore steel-toe boots because at one point in inspection, they'd roll the car up over his toe so that the clearance underneath the vehicle is what it was supposed to be. Uh, And then they'd they'd roll it off and it'd sit lower. And again, it's about better aerodynamics and and more advantage when you're on the track, but they'd get through inspection. Now they do the inspections after and you'll hear a guy won the race, but then it's stupid, you know, Tour de France bullcrap. Like, oh, this guy's the winner now because this car didn't pass inspection. I'm like, you prudes, this is stock car racing. But anyways, (laughs) uh, but the way they discovered this at one point is somebody who was walking around the car to inspect it like went to move this dude out of his way and he couldn't move because his toes are sitting under the wheel of the car. There's just tons (laughs) and tons of story. Like the, the background, the history of, of NASCAR stock car racing really is interesting and entertaining. I mean, it was, it started It I mean, it was a bunch of moonshiners. I mean, that's really how, uh, you know, the story from the movie cars is, is real. That's, I guess it was cars two that. No, three, yeah, 3, where they really kind of bring up the moonshining.
1: There's a third oh, those, one? Yeah, those.
0: yeah, the second one's hot garbage. Don't watch it. The third one is really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's but a, do I need to watch the second one to understand the third no, one? No, not at all. It
0: has nothing to do with the storyline whatsoever. Yeah. And actually, dude, I'll say some of the most incredible animation available to date in a movie is the wreck at the beginning of Cars yeah. 3. Oh, my gosh. It's unreal. Like better than uh, Toy I,
1: Story 4? Graphics?
0: Yes. I'll say this. I think Chris will agree as a gearhead. The wreck was unbelievable and then there's a point where they're driving on a dirt track and like... The gravel and the like. At one point, they're like drifting. You know that because you you drive a dirt track different, obviously. Yeah. Um. You kind of drift through the corners and you, you turn really right do, to left. You yeah. really do have to turn right to go left. You drive with the throttle. It's a crazy thing, uh, or you steer with the throttle. Uh, but at one point, they're like sliding by. But there's like a puddle in the infield, and like the ripples of air across the puddle. And the the dust in the air as they're drifting, I'm like, well, these are real cars. These cars can really talk, and this is real life. And they filmed this somewhere because this is real. I'm watching <laughs> it on YouTube now. Oh, my gosh. It's Dude, so cool.
2: And actually, that wreck uh, in Cars 3, I want to say they actually modeled, modeled it off of a real wreck. I think it was, when it was Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Newman and the, and the number 12 Dodge uh, Daytona Talladega or whatever. He had a nasty wreck that looked almost exactly like that, so I would not be surprised if they.
0: Man, did Ryan models. Ryan had that bad wreck a couple of seasons ago, man. Where his it was not looking good. I was surprised he came out of that alive, but I thought it was off of uh, like that big uh, rusty Wallace wreck from what was it, Talladega or uh, Daytona? Uh, I mean, there's plenty of good big wrecks for them to have modeled it off of. But
1: how could he not tell his tire was um, freaking out back there? because is it like just like his foot basically
2: uh i think it was like a that does
1: that slow motion does look dope yeah yeah
2: it, look, it's, it was amazing and
1: everything dude when we're
0: and off the, the pod sparks, you gotta listen to yeah. it with the
1: sound and everything it's it's unbelievable yeah, it does look really good yeah and when did toy story good. 4 come out because this is like i thought car i didn't know car Street was a thing so this, this it was after car after after yeah. Okay, cause that I bet you this probably came. They used some of the animation from because the the realism in this looks very similar to how real uh, Toy Story Four looks. Like that cat in Toy Story Four, frick, junk is insane. Dude, the way they can animate water now boggles my mind. Like you oh, watch
0: Moana and stuff like that. I mean, it just looks like real waves, real water.
1: There's Cars Three came a- out in twenty seventeen.
0: What? Actually I thought I'm surprised it was twenty seven. I feel like it was older than that. Toy
1: but. Story Four came out in twenty nineteen. Toy Story One wow. came out in ninety five. That yeah, dog look 4. at the dog in Toy Story One and then look at the cat yes. in Toy Story Four. Yes. Like holy Bible. You, yeah. you know
2: what you would like, Josh? Uh, yeah. there's there's a YouTube channel called Corridor Crew.
1: Yeah, they reacts. do, they edit, they do crazy, like, they'll take movies and, like, re-edit them to be, like, how they think it should have been edited, like, or they'll take, like, a clean movie and make it, like, gunshots and, like, explosions. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They,
2: they've they done that, um, but they also have videos where it's called, like, um, Animators React, and they'll bring in an animator from mm. the studio, oh, and they'll cool. actually break down how they did it, and it is the most oh, that's fascinating
1: awesome. thing. Cause I always watch those. And I'm like, how the heck does your brain like? Cause they they have to stare at something obviously to to replicate it. Yeah, that's just a lot but of staring.
2: It's, it's crazy how powerful computers have gotten. Yeah.
0: Well, know? even I mean, you can go old. Like I, I, you know, it was what probably early 2000s, especially if Cars Three was uh, 2017, when Monsters Inc. came out. I actually remember seeing Sully's fur on there. Yeah. The way the fur moved. Yeah. Is just even you watch it now and it's freaking mind boggling. I
1: think I read something that like the hours frame by frame to make his fur move the way it does. Just the rendering alone was like days upon months. Upon. Weeks. I,
0: I have to assume without looking into it. I'd be, I mean, I I ought to look into it and see if upon I'm right. Writers. But I have to assume at this point. Like, it has to be so different from traditional animation where you're drawing each frame. Like, you might be laying it over a single drawn background. But at this point, I think you draw and model the character, right? And then that's done. Then you just, like, then you just put it in space, in the space you've created, and tell it to move around. But you're not specifically individually animating each and every frame. No, because it's like a 3D space...
1: Yeah, it's like a 3D space, and the actors are... Or actors? The characters are moving, however, and they're just putting the camera angle we're seeing where they want the, the shot to be, but they could technically, I think, move that camera wherever in the 3D space. It's
0: I don't know why, but it seems like it would be so much more difficult to direct animated movies than real movies. I mean, like, thinking about like in real life you're thinking about camera placement but in well them, they do in-
1: storyboards and they like draw out every angle they would want no, so like yeah. it's i think it'd be even easier in 3d because if what i'm saying a second ago is correct i could be slightly wrong but if they're the 3d models are moving the same pattern no matter what they just are changing that camera angle in 3d space it'd be even easier to oh actually we don't like this angle of it let's boom instantly move it they don't have to refilm it it's just it's already animated they just have to move the camera angle. I think that's what I saw on a YouTube video a long time ago. But don't hold like, me.
2: But then you'd have to have the director going like, "Hey, I want this to be drawn this way. Hey, right. this shot needs to be it is mind-boggling." If only we yeah. should
1: we should just take a break and watch Corridor. What's her name? Corridor. Corridor crew. crew. Yes, I, I
0: love it when a podcast takes a break.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Just just uh, break and it was, edit it. it
0: was, yeah, listening to Office oh. Ladies today. Let's go. Let's take a break now. Why are you breaking? Why? Yeah.
1: I don't. I think so, if there has been times where just I've listen. had a pee, it's been like one or two times where I've had a pee in the middle of yeah. um, a recording, and I just, I just leave. I just probably just listened
0: to. I just listened to too much Jocko and uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, we're on the third hour. Nobody, nobody needs a break.
1: Right.
2: I know. I drank a whole Jocko Go. My my bladder is a tingling whoa
0: so it has that uh, has that effect
2: this is good by the so, way this is a great flavor
1: you're a great so, flavor chris
0: well if i can uh man things up a little bit after our extended uh cartoon talk um i was listening to do you guys remember um the navy seal mark owen like does that name ring a bell so like after the bin laden raid and cbs had that big interview with the guy who was on the raid right he's
2: he's been on the news a bunch of times too right
0: yeah so um so they like had him like deep in disguise so like that he doesn't look like he's in this interview he doesn't look anything like he looks in real life mark owens a pseudonym so like shortly thereafter um he his real name came out um so his real name's not Mark Owen, but he goes by Mark Owen. Uh, and he wrote a book about the raid and about his experience coming up in SEAL teams and, and uh, SEAL Team 6, Def Grewey, you know, whatever. Um, no Easy Day. And despite all the books that were out, all the information that was out about that raid, like the government went after him hard about that book. They ended up taking all the profits from that book. So, like, right now, if you go out and buy No Easy Day, um, like, I don't think he sees that money. Um but there's a, a guy, an, another former SEAL who's become a, a like a really uh, successful author. His name's Jack Carr, and he writes action novels now that he's retired uh, from from the Navy. And he's got a pretty successful podcast. Well, him and Mark Owen were like friends from like way back, like all through their SEAL careers. Like he knew him before he went to to Dev SEAL Team Six, um, all that stuff. So he had him on recently for like a four part uh, podcast series. And it was awesome. Like you're just hearing this dude. Like not not a news interview, not a book. Like just actually hearing him in his own words, talk to somebody else that kind of knows the deal. And so it really kind of sparked my like, re sparked my interest in the dude. So I'm definitely wanting to grab. He's got a couple of books out now. Um, No no easy day was the first one. I can't remember the second one, but it'd be easy to to find out. Um, But so in the process of this like he's like, they're talking about like what he's doing now and what he's into. He's like a producer and technical advisor on the TV show seal team. Oh, cool. Which I had like seen around and never watched and had always written off. Cause I'm like, there's no way CBS is making a quality TV show, like a realistic TV show about Navy seals. Cause that just doesn't seem like that's something that's in CBS's wheelhouse. Um But so then like, listening to him talk about it. Like, you know, like, obviously, he's there advising, but he's made a point of, like, making sure that anywhere they can hire a vet, like, from the writer's room, the crew, everything. Uh, one of the the main actors, because, of course, it's an ensemble cast just based on the nature of, of the show, uh, it, you know, it has combat service. And so I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. So that's my, that's my new thing. I'm watching SEAL Team. Huh. Yeah.
1: Why can't CBS make a good show? Don't they have, like, a bunch of good originals? I just feel like the like Mayor of Kingstown. I saw the first episode and it seems fire, right? But like when you think of TV
2: shows, you think of low budget. Like, can they really do it justice?
1: No, I don't think they can't
0: make a good t- TV show. I was dubious about their ability to make a quality TV show based about Navy SEALs. Okay, from from the network Not like that in brings general, you this specific yeah, no, topic, like the network that brings you like Queen Latifah as the Enforcer. I just oh, don't I, think they're. I don't know the good.
1: Equalizer
0: the equalizer my bad Ugh. so i'm like you know what i don't think they're going to get tier one operators right i, I understand I, I your don't point i don't think they're gonna i don't <laughs> think they're gonna do that um and so again like completely true to life completely perfect Ab- of course absolutely not i think i mean I, I i don't know what i don't know maybe you know they're um you know the, the pace at which they're doing things and whatever seems a little off but it's definitely more legit than I expected it was going to be, and I'm definitely you know willing to give it more grains of salt than I was. Wow, they have a bunch of episodes out already? Yeah, it's been out for a minute. I think they're on like their fourth season or something. Twenty-two 20
1: episodes. This came well, out in 2018. That, that 2018.
0: is the ups the upside to it being an actual network show is there's more than you know eight to thirteen episodes in a season.
1: Okay, so they're on season five currently, and there's thirteen episodes out in season five. Wow. Yeah. On Paramount Plus. It's a Paramount Plus original. So that's been my my new thing. How was a Paramount Plus original when this season one came out in 2017? Paramount Plus, you've been alive for about three minutes.
0: Well, it was like they just rebanded CBS All Access as Paramount Plus.
1: All oh, right. Like the yeah, studios
2: yeah, yeah. have been around for a while.
0: But. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. CBS has been the so, owner
1: of it, but now that they have Paramount Plus, they're just saying it's Paramount yeah. Plus version. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So gotcha. 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 that's what I've been
0: watching. I've been trying to read more. I think, Chris, have you been listening? And like I'm doing the Go Rec Tribe thing this year, which uh, part of the aspect of that is a, a book uh, a month. So I'm reading uh, through a book, uh, I can't remember the the title right now, it's really not like super firing me up, but I'm, 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 it's not bad, it's not bad, I'm just, I'm holding it up to, you. I'm measuring it up against uh, Jacko's books, which is a tall order for me, but it's like, um, the men, the, the, no, the mission, the men, and me, uh, by a guy that was a, a Delta Force uh, operator. I,
2: I, I felt like you've, you've always been kind of a bookworm. Yeah. You're always reading something.
0: Yeah. You know, the nice thing about tribe is it's just, uh, you know, it's not a massive financial commitment and, uh, you know, we, whatever we've talked about it on here, but just adds that little bit of incentive to do things that you maybe want to be doing or know you should be doing anyways, but particularly, you know, like between work and the kids, whatever, it's just really easy. To, there's always really easy, really convenient excuses not to do that thing you know you should do. And just having that little bit of financial investment in tribe, Having knowing that other people are doing it, and like Mike Redacted um, is is doing it as well, um, you know, just adds that extra enough incentive. For like, right now, I want to go to bed when we when we get off, but I haven't rucked a mile today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ruck up when we sign off here and go out and, and log my mile before I go to bed because that's that's the deal. But wow. so I would uh, these days I buy books faster than I can read them because I have always been a bookworm, but I just don't get the time to read. But the reality is, it's not like it's not that I don't get the times and I don't make the time, right? So because I'm doing this, there's more times where I'm taking the time to read when maybe I would have been doom scrolling or even just, you know, not even things that would be justifiable, like catching a nap, right? Like I've got two toddlers. I don't always get a full night's sleep, but you know, instead of the nap, I'm going to read. Cause the, how much energy am I going to get out of the nap? There's probably going to be more value in the thing, uh, you know, that I'm going to read. So just kind of, you know, bump some, some priorities up. So <laughs> So, but, uh, you know, I still make some time to, to watch the old team now, so probably should be reading then too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, dude, we didn't get to, I think even, uh, half the topics I wanted to talk about, which means, uh, you got to come back. Dude,
2: I would love to be back, man.
0: So, well, it was, uh, awesome to get you on. And, uh, like I said, Chris been a good friend of ours for a long time, continues to be to fight his, despite his, uh defection to a communist country <laughs> and uh but no dude uh we we love you we miss you it's cool to get you get you on here at least see you on the the little screen here and uh, hear your voice and 100 uh, percent, welcome back anytime Good. to uh talk about josh's poo and whatever else interests yeah.
1: i can take Interest pictures us. and put it on our instagram lord no that's what the emojis for so
0: and listeners uh we love you too um possibly even more than we love chris so we appreciate you tuning in and uh as always all kinds of good stuff over on the website so be sure to visit solid7podcast.com solid the number seven podcast.com there's always links to the latest episode on there uh, affiliate and ambassador links. So hit up Go Ruck, hit up uh, Origin Maine and Jocko Fuel. Uh, buy yourself some good quality made in America stuff that uh, that you'd like, anyways. And uh, we get to wet our beak a little bit. Helps make things happen around here. So we also throw some worthy causes up there uh, all the time. I added one just this past week that actually it's about time to take down now. But there's a really cool local organization called the, the Give Team uh, that works with some, uh, I don't even want to say disadvantaged use, but I, they're, they're doing some really cool stuff here in town uh, and uh, they were hosting their first ever 5k last week so we always throw some stuff up there that you can support um, uh, you know convoy of hope type stuff for, for natural disasters so you can check that stuff out and if after all that you're just like you know i really want to do more for the silence of a podcast i really uh, then the link to patreon is always there and you can always become a supporter there and get access to our bonus content get yourself a solid seven podcast mug which is a better than average coffee mug from which you can drink any beverage you would like. It Doesn't have to be coffee. You could drink pomegranate tea if you wanted to. You could do that. And uh, but all those links are right there on the podcast. And other than that, tell, hey, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Give us a little. Give us a little rating. Make a little, make a little post on. You're on social media anyways. What? So like instead of posting a picture of your dinner, post about the Solid Stone podcast. Or post dinner and about the sauce. I was eating this awesome dinner while listening to the sauce on podcast. But uh, do that. Anything you do to help spread the word. We appreciate it. And uh, just helps us do do more of this or, or do it better. I don't know if we can do it better, but we can do it more. And if you can't do it better, you should do it more.
1: Amen, and that's brother. just rules to live by. So,
0: Well, Chris, we love you, buddy. And, uh, love you, man. Thanks, We'll see uh, if we don't catch you on Patreon. We'll see you next week. All right,
2: man. see you guys.